We're back at Buck Bill's Gun Club. I'm Ryan Dodds, and obviously, we can't have the gun club without Will Hickey, Buck Bill. How's it going, mate? Oh, it's going good, thank you, sir. How you doing down there? It's always good to be in the gun club, mate. You know, I feel privileged to be in the gun club, but I can see that you've uh, you got something new there. You got something new in the gun club. Oh, I sure do. <laughs> Last uh, weekend purchased another gun mate i got myself a uh, a black scary gun mate one that the news wouldn't like no but it looks fucking awesome mate oh yeah what is it the brand is a caltech and it is an su-16 now there's some of them that are like 16 b 16 c and e i'm just gonna call this the 16 tactical because uh there are versions of this that doesn't have a pistol grip and it just has a stock like a normal rifle and the rifle stock folds underneath. I'll ask the important question straight away, mate. How much does that set you back? So, not bad of a price. Normally, if the guns in this sort of configuration normally cost around the 2000 to 2500 sort of mark. This one right here, 1150 Which is about probably like 700 quid, mate. 650 pounds No, so it's, it's a reasonable price then, mate. Yeah, definitely a reasonable price, but cheap for what I was kind of getting in the package here, mate. I've got a nice... Uh, this is called like a, this tube here is a buffer tube. It's a buffer tube style stock or a AR-15 style stock. Is that to do with the length of your arm and the height? In the yeah, that's the it. It's an adjustable, like a, depending on how uh, how long your reach is there, you, you just adjust it comfortable in there. And obviously it just collapses all the way down, makes it nice and small to put away. This comes with a flash hider. So at the end of the barrel, it's got it's a threaded barrel. So you, if you're in America, mate, you could put your old silencer or suppressor on there if you wanted to. But here in Canada, we can't really have those. But get yourself a little flash hider. So uh, stops the gun flashing out the end and just kind of directs the blast away from you. A little muzzle blast, which is nice. Came with a, a little peep sight on the back and on the front. So uh, you don't need any optic or scope on there at all. From when I had the Chris Vector, mate, I had a really cool red dot on this guy and uh, got a back on. Getting it nice and sighted in yesterday, I was. And this thing is uh, nice and accurate, mate. Very accurate. So compared to other guns you've shot, mate, what's that good at? What, you know, what's nice about it? So this, the SU-16 is... It's been around for at least 12 years or more. So I just chose it because uh, it's been around for a while. There isn't going to be too many hiccups. You know, mate, anything new, something's going to break first. Then they're going to have to start trying to fix it up. It's been around for a while. So a bit more of a reliable platform. The SU stands for Sports Utility. So you guessed it, mate. It's your sport gun. It's your utility gun. So uh, generally it's your, your farmer's gun. For your utility needs, you know, you might be shooting some pests. You got got it in the truck. You might have it on the quad bike. You might have it on your sling. And then, mate, you got it for your sporters. You got it for your people who want to be running and gunning, doing fast, ipsic, like we was kind of talking about before. Your quick firing of targets, running around, slinging this thing on your back. This is a very lightweight gun. The receiver is kind of like a polymer plastic. It looks like the way you're moving it around, it looks light, you know, so it would be would be good for run, run and gun, if you will, you know? Yeah. This thing weighs about four and a half pounds. So for a gun of this size, fuck all. There are some guns that come out 
this year, last couple of years ago, that are like a seven or eight pound gun because they're full metal. Which sometimes it's nice to have a full metal gun, mate. When you're holding that for a little bit longer though, and it's double the weight of something like this, gets heavy quick. And that's before you put your optic or your scope on top, which is probably one of the heaviest things on this. That's before you even put your bullets in there, which are pretty heavy. So what parts of that are metal and which parts aren't? So pretty much everything within reason on this is polymer. We've got obviously a metal barrel. Here on the top, we have an adjustable gas piston, which is what makes this gun a semi-automatic. So when this gun fires off, we get gas that escapes into the second barrel here. Gas comes back along this, blows the bolt back instead of the uh, blast of the uh, bullet blowing it back. It's blown back for this gas piston, and then that's ejecting the bullet, locking us another one in there. The handle, the receiver, the lower, the stock, the handguard, all poly plastic. It is very light. You know, if the Vector was a lot heavier than this, being mostly metal. I can't remember the weight on that, but I'd have been tired by now. This is very light. Probably just as light as a general air rifle. Got a nice mag release here. And this gun is chambered in 223 stroke 556 556 is a slightly more spicier version of a 223 some .223 caliber guns cannot shoot a 556 556 can always shoot a 223 if you put a 556 into a 223 you're going to blow your gun up it's not uh, quite the same and some guns also that are capable for both can be called a 223 wild that's what the barrel is chambered in. It's just the way it meets those rounds. The bullet necked on a 5.56 is a little bit different than a 2.23. And it just has about two to 400 feet per second more. A little bit faster moving. The bullets move without this gun. They are... One second, I'll just get my... Uh... I'll get the packet of ammo because it's got the full spec on there. So I got these... Uh... PMC bronze. Some of them, you got your your American bold eagles on there, and yeah, you got it all, mate. So this is uh, it's budget, but it's not like uh, it's not like a military budget, which is uh, more practiced. So remember the grains, mate. We're talking about the grain of the bullets. Is a fifty-five grain bullet, which isn't huge. I pulled a bullet out of a one, so we can have a little look here. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. That thing, mate, is moving at 2,900 feet per second. Faster than the speed of sound, or quite a bit faster than the speed of sound. It's got a lot of a lot of powder, a lot of pressure behind that guy. It's a full metal jacket, and as we was talking about the 5.56 earlier, they're generally moving about 3,100, 3,200 feet a second, so three to 400 more, so... uh very quick mate you're not running out the way of that <laughs> and have, have you have you shot this yet mate have you had a go on I it i sure have yeah i uh like i said i got it last saturday but wasn't had a little was able to have a little shoot on the sunday but not enough to get it kind of sighted in and just working the little the little ins and outs of the gun you know reading a bit of the manual figuring out the functions and stuff like that and uh had a really nice go on it yesterday mate how does it feel? You know, if you could if you could describe the way you know you 
it shoots and everything like that, mate. How how would how would you how would you describe it? Um, I really enjoyable. I've been wanting a gun like this for a while. One that is more versatile. You know, I can do a bit of just general plinking with it. I can hit stuff. Can feel very happy about hitting it. But it's on the verge of being like a. Re- it's a real rifle, in the fact that can shoot 200 yards, 300 yards, 400 yards. People can shoot 600 yards of these guns. Um, you know, shit hits the fan, mate. This is going to be my best friend. Being pure anarchy, zombie invasion, self-protection. Not that we have those rights in Canada, but if anything goes down, this is going to be one of my best buddies. It's accurate, it's reliable, it's fun. And it just feels really fun to shoot. I've got my red dot on here, so it's more for fast, fast style shooting. Hitting the metal targets with this mate or someone else, you get a huge ping back. You see them shake and, you know, you knock a good bit of paint off the targets. And the feeling of the recoil on this, it's never going to hurt. But it's a real, real nice nudge. <laughs> and uh, sometimes when you shoot, you know, you shoot something, you hit you hit your target that you're looking at. Probably took about $20, $20 worth of ammo to get that sighted in properly to where I want to be accurate. To hit these metal targets at over 100, 100 meters. When you're hitting that target, you, you know, you pull the trigger, you instantly hear that you've hit it. There's... You know, you might see it move and then you hear the sound. Obviously, it's going a bit quicker. But the feeling of the nudge and then the sound coming back at you, you almost end up getting, you can get carried away with a gun like this. It's so exciting. The thrill, you can almost, I don't really know the best words for it, but not like a, an extra panic shoot, but an excited shot where you don't t- even take your time to, completely hone in the next shot it just feels so good you just you gotta get the other one in you might end up emptying the whole mag by accident it's definitely a little bit more of a little bit more of a rush a little bit more Mm. but uh, you know still you could be very you could be quite relaxed as well it's not a a, it's not a deafening loud like some guns are you know some guns they're going to probably make you jump every fucking time you fire it or you hear it but this it's a nice sound it's uh it's a nice feeling and yeah the gas piston as well, it's a different different type. Generally, most of the guns I have that are semi-automatic are just a straight blowback. So it might be that different feeling might generally feel better. When I have shot similar guns, I get the exact same feeling. Once I was at uh, the shooting range on my birthday a while ago and I shot a gun, similar ammo, not quite the same, but I ended up shooting really quick and... I think it's just the way it feels, you know, maybe some tricks on a skateboard or kicking a football or something. When you, you get that feeling, you get that, you get what you want to achieve. And sometimes you get the option to do those things multiple times. You can't stop yourself from doing it again because you just want to keep enjoying that that same feeling. It's very similar to that. What sort of distances were you shooting the other day with uh, with that one? So as far as I can get to really at my local club range, I can probably get to just over 100 yards, 100, 160 yards, so probably about 110 metres. 
which is far enough. Generally, when you're sighting in guns that can shoot up to 100 and surpass, if you're uh, in at 100, you're going to be pretty in at 200. You generally start dropping like an inch every 100 yards, depending on the power of that gun and how the bullet travels after 100 yards. So uh, I wanted this gun to be sighted in for 100, where most of my guns are sighted in generally closer to between between 50 yards and 100 yards. Mm. But um, I started out with this thing at 50 yards because uh, I had to sight it in. Had some couple of circles on a just a big sheet of paper pretty much. So if I miss, you can see where those holes are. Figure it out like we did with the scope. Very similar. So I shot a couple of groups, like two or three, I shot like three groups, found out where it is, got it in, and kept honing it in. And these, I got these stickers that are, uh, when you shoot them, some of the ink comes off and it does like a little, little splatter around the bullet. So you know where you're getting and uh, getting it in around those. And then when I was shooting yesterday, put some more of those stickers up. And every time I was shooting those at 50, they were in this two or three inch circle and none of them were missing. Nice. So I got those right, and then we've got our hundred yard metal targets. Some of them are a foot by foot, and then some of them go in probably like eight by eights. And uh, I was raining it in on those eight by eights, ten shots in a row, not missing any of them, unless I was going way too fast, which you start, you almost stop aiming then. So yeah, so I, ha- I haven't been able to take it out further than. The one one ten sort of mark, but it's kind of more than I need to really for this sort of thing. You know, there's going to be days where I'll be able to take it out into the bush and you know get uh get some two hundred yard shots, maybe even a three hundred yard shot, mate. I'll, it'll probably be a little bit easier trying to get a three hundred yard shot with this than when I was trying it with my uh, seventeen. I was saying I get the two hundred yard, trying to get the three hundred, just couldn't quite get it. Something like this, bigger bullet probably going to see more of my impact misses i'll see a bit more of a some dirt flying and stuff like that having more weight having more projection so i could be able to get away with a bit more on this at the moment with my red dot on there if i'm going to try and shoot out past 100 yards i'm going to be pushing it the dot in the middle of this will end up being as big as my whole target if that makes sense with a scope you got to go up to it. you got to get it in there. you got to wiggle it around, maybe adjust it. This is zero magnification. When it's on, it's on. Shooting up to 100 in this, like my bullet isn't dropping. It's going to keep going for another 100 yards. It's probably going to, you know, if you're shooting at a animal person-sized object, if you're in the military, if you're shooting at the head and they're two or 300 yards away, well, you're just going to end up shooting a more center mass. You're going to get that drop. Same with an animal, so... Yeah. Generally, you just aim a little bit higher, but with I'm going to call this really it's like a general AR-15 style rifle, but just been not quite as uh, accessible. Realistically, the AR-15s are only as good as they are is because they just it's almost like a normal skateboard. Any truck you buy fits on that skateboard. Any wheels you buy fit on that skateboard. The only reason they're all banned is because they all fit together so well that you can get any parts you want, which is a good thing where it's legal because people like to customize things like they do skateboards, cars, bikes. 
you know, if you've got a pickup truck, you're not customizing it with your, your sports car. It's different, different kettle of fish. So this is kind of more limited to the brand, but AR15 style stock or M16 sort of style stock, anything that fits on those will fit on this. Got my rail on top. Generally, for AR15s, people will use red dots and you can get a magnifier. So I could have a magnifier that goes in front of it and down. So I get up to like a times three magnification. Could probably stretch it out to 150, 200, but it's not going to be as accurate as it is 50 to 100 yards. But like for your quick target acquisitions, it's perfect. You know, it's there every time. But a lot of people get scopes that are kind of in between a scope and a red dot where it's a scope that might only magnify up to like nine, but it will have a reticle inside, maybe like a chevron or an arrow that you can light up. But the scope will also work without you lighting it up as well. Is that always lit up or do you have no, to No, kind of... so you would turn that on with a button there. With my red dot, I turn it on, I turn it off. Generally, the battery in this is like a watch battery. This thing with the LED or whatever it is light, I should be able to leave it on and it run for like a year or two. So any application, it's always on. And if it comes off, you're fucked. But with those sort of scopes, you run out of battery, it don't matter. Your scope is still a scope. You know, most scopes do not run off batteries. If this runs out of battery mid-match, well, I've just got piece of glass at the end of the day there's no point looking for it so there's always a always a pro and a con this does have its peep sights on it sometimes you can have your peep sights co-witness so if these were higher up here if this was higher up i would be able to see it through my red dot and line it up with it so if that this ever crashed i've got my backup sights but as this setup runs i don't for what i've got on it at the moment very fun and in the future, probably put in uh, one of those AR-15 sort of style scopes on it to get the best of both worlds where I can shoot 100, but I could also shoot two to 300 and have that uh, have that play. And kind of like skateboarder mate, sometimes you've got to try different things to see what you like the most. So at the moment, this is what I can afford and I luckily already had it. But um, down the road, I'll try something else, mate. Well, yeah, because you won't know, will you? You know, it's it's, it's like uh, I haven't played around with loads of different size wheels. You know what I mean in skateboarding, but I've you know I've cruised on some bigger ones, yeah. and you 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 start to understand why that is a good thing. But by having those big wheels, mate, and by you know shredding it down the streets, your your technicality, you know, your switch flip, you know, like a bigger board, you put an eight five on, getting a switch flip in that with some big wheels. It's very different unless you're a top tier pro with great technical ability. It's it's a different, you know, you can't even get the board fucking around. Well, I can't anyway. Doesn't hit the hit the concrete the same way. Doesn't have that kind of same snap. You know, all of those things that deadening. You know, yep. the energy. So your energy doesn't doesn't fire out. You know, well, sorry, it disperses more than kind of concentrated. So I'm sure I'm sure it's exactly the same with guns. You know, you you, you figure out it's like oh this. This, so that will feel great it's light but then if you had like a, a meteor bigger boy number you'll understand it's like oh yeah fuck the power of this is is better but day-to-day use do i 
do I prefer that? You know, it might feel good for 10 yep. shots, but does it feel good for a whole day of shooting? And that's it, mate. And some things, I'm sure some things don't matter until you've tried it. And then you're like, fuck, that was so good. Um, on this stock here, this attachment at the end can come straight off. And these are widely, you know, this is, this is just a cheap basic one. And, you know, what you put your cheek onto, generally, it's nice if you can have something adjustable on here. So down the line, I'm going to get a new attachment for one of these and a nicer one, which will have an attachment up and down here. And I'll be able to get a more comfortable purchase of my cheek on there. And I'll be able to uh, exactly replicate my cheek height for this. So it'll be perfect for me. But at the moment, it's doing its job and it's... And it's good because I haven't really got anything too much better to uh, compare it to. My little Picatinny rail so I can mount handles, foregrips, slide grips, or like finger stops. So if it's not my hand sliding off, not that's really a problem. I can put lights on here, lasers on here. Do you think you will stick something there, mate? Like a grip of some description? Um, I don't know if I'm going to put a foregrip on this because I really like getting a getting a good squeeze on it feels really solid but i've got some that i've 3d printed i've got quite a few so why not give a couple a go i can just take them off anytime i want right yeah I, I'd, I'd imagine having that is it a foregrip you say mate yeah the one that is so you're not necessarily holding for the listeners you're not holding the barrel you know you're not holding the the handguard so it's a, it's a vertical grip off of the off of the bottom of it that's it so are, ver are you gonna, vertical foregrip mate so are you going to lose accuracy with that i know it's a good grip but it doesn't i would be like you i'd be wanting to hold to hold the body of the gun first time i held a gun that had a vertical foregrip on it probably like barrel ended there no rear it felt fucking solid mate like you know you've got two essentially two pistol grips obviously one of them's just doing the action so this thing ain't coming out of your hands you know you've got like a bar grip on it you know so you're obviously very strong like that. Like this, you're very strong. It's nicer for aiming and stuff. So is this as well. And obviously you can get some that are kind of in between. You can get an angled foregrips and stuff like that. But I'm going to have to experiment, mate. I haven't yeah. really got too many yes and no's. I've had it before on my Vector and I enjoyed it, but I didn't enjoy it too much because it didn't fit in my case. Right. Having the foregrip on it changed it. Some guns always have a specific foregrip on it. If we're talking about like an MP5, they have a specific type of grip that you'll see on nearly all MP5s. And people utilize it. That's a machine gun. So you, you're going to, you know, you have a bit more drive and stability into it. I don't necessarily need as much of this. But um, a lot of people will have an angled foregrip. And if you just imagine an angle, like not a right angle, but like a little a little wedge in there, and you can pull down onto that wedge this way, like a doorstop or something, that's really nice. And you can have those faced either way, so you're pushing your hand forward or pulling it back. One of my buddies at the gun store, uh, the gun club, sorry, has one on his side. So when you're squeezing it, your hand's just got a little bit more something to nestle on, and that was really nice. But I suppose what you're saying with the with the grips as well, mate, is like with that bar grip, you know, if that bar was thicker, 
starts to fucking change the game, right? If it was a scaffold tube that had yep. weights on the end of it, it might it might just be all right, but then get it bigger than that, then you start to lose grip strength. So you can't yep. hold that in the same way. You can't hold it. You can't be as sturdy with it. Sometimes, you know, the bigger handed people need more to hold on to and vice versa. And I think a lot of it is, it's an accessory, you know, how much do you need an accessory? Are there people that are out, you know, that aren't into accessories, mate? Are they kind of like traditionalists or stock only? You know, they, it's like, you know, you don't need to be customizing your gun. There's some people that, that are kind of like truly just holding it down that way. Or do most people like to play around now? I guess within reason, because some guns are only so so much customizable. If they haven't got any accessory rails on there, you're done for as such, right? There are some people there who have a lot of accessories on their guns, but generally you don't get too many of them. And the only people who you kind of go see heavy on it are more of the people who have been in the military or something and use these accessories, your lights, your lasers. Generally... If uh, you have a light under here, that's just turned your gun into great at going out at night time. You know, a lot of people, they have, they you know, some people have the guns as worst case scenario. They like to shoot it. It's not a hunting rifle. It's for if anything goes wrong, you go outside at night, you've got a light on it. These lights normally, you know, it's like a police light or a, someone's shining this light at you, you, you you're stunned you can't see where who's behind the light mm. you can have this light flashing you know when when a light gets shone on you mate a torch you know you're, you're in the spotlight so sometimes just having things like that can change the whole scenario of what's happening and put yeah. you in the power position yeah it's a it's a deterrent straight away without even you know you, you can in, in theory you could blag it. I mean, it isn't isn't the way to do it. I don't think if you want to protect your home and everything, but you could blag it that just by holding a torch. Then I've got a gun on you, you know, and because the person and that can't would be see, enough, mate. Yeah, because someone can't see, can they? Yep. They they can't see the gun because they're getting fucking blinded. But it's you don't want someone to then go, no, fuck you, no, you don't, mate. You and then charge you, and then you don't have a gun. You've just got a torch. <laughs> you know, you're, you're not protecting your home there, are you? You know, it's, yeah. it's still it's still probably a good idea to have the. Um, have the gun and obviously you know we're not in america or we're not in, in uh we're not talking about being in any countries where someone's not you know someone's rummaging through your garden at night time you're not going to go out there with your gun necessarily but if you were you know rummaging through someone breaking into someone's house or doing no good someone comes out with a torch on you they're shouting at you and you can't see anything because you're blinded you're not thinking about all right what's this old boy doing you're thinking you're just going to be in a state of panic. You're probably going to be shocked. Yeah. You know, you're either going to run or you're going to freeze. And that's probably the best scenarios of what you want in these things. You know, you don't want anyone to do worse. But having that light, huge protection. You go and hunting. Sometimes people can hunt at night. You need light. You need to see what you're doing. You know, you don't want to be questioning what you're pointing the gun at as well. So I think a light stroke, you can get a light and a laser is a really cool thing to have and if something happened where you would need to have that light your game's over if you haven't got it really Mm. you are so much subpar to anyone that does have it is that something you're looking to get in mate for Uh, eventually yeah i think it'd be something definitely worth having 
you know we've got um speak about it in a second but we've got like a little low light shoot coming up having a light would be really fun to use i've always wanted to have a go at using a laser because it is just even faster than using a red dot as such like if you've got it lined up and it's working you pointing at it you oh you know you don't then need to look through this anymore you're just pointing it up seeing where that laser's going so i think that'd be quite fun to use and uh, i think generally it's one of those things where i'm curious enough just to see how fun it is and how good it works so definitely down the line probably would look into something like that but um you know there's so many accessories and shit that it's kind of like what comes first and uh i've got this so yeah tinker away mate in a couple of years this thing will probably be pretty pretty cool I was going to ask, when you've been uh, sighting this in, mate, have you been using your knowledge that you've acquired from your maple seed course? Have you been kind of using that? I think uh, generally most of the stuff I've learned, I've tried to take into my general shooting. Um, not use. I'm going to have a sling on this one day. It won't be the same sort of sling we was using. It's going to be more of a sling that I can almost drop the gun at any time. And it's just down there, nice and solid. But uh, just the way holding the gun, mate, having it nicely in your shoulder, having your arm solidly underneath the gun, having a consistent place where you always put rest your cheek on your gun, the same place every time. And uh, the way I'm pulling the trigger. Remember I said I could, um, so, you know, I've got, got my gun, I've got it loaded up, there's nothing in it. So I'm same with my scope could hold this at a target and I just pull the trigger slowly trigger goes off and what I'm doing is just watching my crosshairs in this in my uh, red dot on my scope and seeing if they absolutely move just a centimeter or a, mi- a millimeter ever and get it to the point where when I'm taking that shot nothing's happening so we're doing a lot of dry fire with this inside yeah. pointing at a target that's very small and trying to find my best trigger squeeze and yesterday down at the range really putting that into uh position and practice where we're saying you know we're doing our finger squeezes and just trying to keep it at a, a forward and back straight motion instead of hooking it to the left or hooking it to the right wherever i'm pulling it it's really trying to figure out those fundamentals and just drill them in for everything. Um, when you're doing a lot of sighting in, generally you've got to take yourself out of the equation unless you are completely perfect at shooting. So I had my little sandbag rest and I had a little rear rest to start with. So the gun is just itself. All I am is just the trigger operator. User error could be the problem straight away rather than the gun. You just need the gun to shoot where it needs to shoot. That's it. You know, if I've had a bit too much coffee yesterday, I'm going to have a little bit of a extra heart racing going on. I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm just a human. I'm not perfect. So having it in a, as solid as a rest as possible till you're getting those going in. And that's when you do your, your crosshair adjustments, your up and downs, your left and rights for your windage. And then you can, when you're, you're consistent, you know, let's say you get, you got everything into a two inch group 
And then you're like, all right, well, everything's just going a little bit that way or a little bit that way. So now you can start fine-tuning that. Then when you fine-tuned it, that was when I'm sitting upright. I'm not on the rest anymore. It's all me. And that's when I'm hitting these uh, 110 targets. That's when I'm hitting those and uh, getting that finally dialed in sort of thing. So... When you're tuning, mate, is has it got like a little, um, like a couple of little kind of uh, like little wheels or whatever? How or is it, you so know, little one, buttons that kind of you can see a little here it says yep. it's got an R for right, and yep. it comes with a little tool that I put in there, and it's got a little click every click every millimeter, and then on the front we have up, and then the other way is down. Yeah, so almost like a little screwdriver sort of style of uh, of dial, Perfect. you know. Yeah, I've got That's... like this little tiny mini tool that goes in there, and same as the scope. So at a hundred, I think they're all based at a hundred yards. Every four clicks will be a quarter. Four clicks at a hundred yards will be a quarter of an inch movement. So if you're at a hundred yards, you're two inches out. You're gonna to have to turn it eight eight times, eight clicks. Right, left, up, down. So let's say you're shooting and you got it here. You're gonna go up. So let's say you're two inches up. So you got to go four click or eight clicks up, and then you got to go eight clicks left. Would a pro mate? Would they uh, if they would they click it? You know, in my head, if I'm have, if I'm doing this situation, I'm I'm clicking slowly and I'm counting the clicks. You know what I mean? I'm going on. You know, if, if I'm trying to do the maths, I'm, yeah, I'm counting. Yeah. But would a pro just be able to kind of like once he he knows he's just he's going to turn that to eight? He'll be able to he'll be able to turn that eight clicks without even fucking trying. Or is it? You still have to be quite um, methodical about it. A lot of people will describe it as an audible click. So, you know, you have your, take your earmuffs off and it's like, and that, and you just listen, try and go slow and count it in. Same with the scopes. When you have an expensive, nice scope. So on the scopes, they're called turrets and they're normally like a wheel. You can, you know, you get your hand on it and you can click it and you can hear it. You know, you've got your, you've got your turret. It spins around. Right, you know, you've got one on the top, up and down, one on the side for your left and right. So these, you can lift it up. When you lift it up, you'll have a little strip of numbers for your clicks. And on the top of the turret, it will have them in one, two, three, four, five. So instead of being like, oh, that's like four clicks a quarter of an inch. Well, on top, it's one click or one movement. So instead of underneath gun, one, two, three, four. You look at the top number. One, two, three, four. So all you've got to do is you know how many clicks you're going or whatever. Is that kind of what we're seeing in cinema and in films, mate, where you've got a sniper and he's, you know, he's got his got his position ready. And they're always they're always doing something with a top, you know. They're, they're, yep, yep. Is, is that what they're doing with that turret there? So similar. Let's uh, imagine we got, so in some scopes, we've got our cross. And then, so that's your center, that's your, your aim at 100 yards, right? And then you've got up crosses in increments, down crosses in increments, and left to right crosses in increments. Two types of scopes. Some of them are in MOA, 
some of them are in mills i'm not going to go into that because i don't know enough to talk about it but so right you're a sniper in a film whatever we got a range everyone's going to have a range finder because no one can guess so all right we got target a 255 yards away all right so the center is 100 yards because or whatever so next one down 150 yards maybe next one down 200 yards so we're up there so we can go up to that one and we know he's three clicks to the left so we can do that or you can adjust that in so you know your left to right is your windage well today it's 15 mile an hour wind to the left so yeah click that blah 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 to 15 miles an hour to the left and you click you know and all these things you're almost just counseling out as much guesswork as possible and some snipers or some field teams you know you've got an old boy he's got his binoculars out that have a rangefinder in it yep this person is 255 whatever away so the other old boy's got a wind measure yep the wind's moving this way so then all right so left to right i've got a this much leeway up to down i've got this much leeway because he's that far away and then remember in my remember i have my app with a 17 hmr it's the bullet drop every bullet is going to go so far before it starts to drop and then there's a measurement in that drop so he knows his 50 bmg or his 338 lapur or whatever is this heavy it goes this far before it drops and then it drops in these increments so we can, and that's how you would adjust that, mate. And obviously, these days, your your military scope has your range finder in it. So you point it at it, you press range, and your sight will adjust. It'll just tell you where to shoot. You might have to add your windage. But generally, that's how all these things work. Some of these scopes these days, you can get a 100-yard shot first go by just playing the notions of, well, the only thing that's going to affect this is the wind here, is the distance there maybe and i'm sure there's variables between if you're shooting from high up to down you're going to get some cross crosswinds maybe you know sometimes people who are doing target practice far away they might have like a wind sock on the target almost so you can see where the winds go in or if it drops or whatever right right yeah if you're watching okay. any videos like that they might have like a bit of flag tape and it's just fucking you know can kind of see where they're at but generally, that's how you, you figure a lot of things out. Nice. And do, do you enjoy that part of it as well, mate? Do you enjoy like the breaking it down and kind of... Uh, the, I suppose it's more of the theory, right? You know, you've got a kind of... 100%. So the only time where I've really been able to put that into play was when I took my 17 out into the into the bush. And we talked about, you know, hitting those distances. And I just started out at 50 yards, got that to where I wanted it. Pretty much every time you're going along, you know, you're adjusting. So at 50, I started aiming or putting my, uh, where I was shooting, I wanted it to be an inch higher than the bullseye. So when I shoot 100, it was bang on the 100. And then I could use my app. All right, so 200 yards is going to be this hash line underneath the bullseye. I've got to put it there and I don't know what the wind is because I haven't got you know I've got a range finder that's all I've got so I know how far away it is it's 200 my bullet app says if I'm zoomed in this much my 200 yard spot is there with my 17 HMR 
15 grain bullet. So lined up, shoot, and I can see on my big target that instead of getting it on this little dot I've aimed, it's gone left or right because my up and down's good. And then you just you just play it in and it's really rewarded, mate. You know, it's very similar to skateboarding or anything. You're just breaking something down. Why the fuck ain't I getting that? Oh, well, it went that way. Why did it go that way? Did I move or did the wind move? Well, let's let's have another go. And that's yeah. normally why you shoot in a group of like two or three shots because then you can have one go one way, you know, just for human error. And then yep. some of the other ones be more consistent and adapt and change up. Well, actually, it's always going to the left. Either I'm shooting to the left or the wind is shooting to the left. And it's really, really fun. And obviously, the more you can eliminate out of that and the closer you get on target every time is just that much more exciting and achievement and really the more you spend time shooting a gun practicing anything you know you know you're uh you just get better muscle memory better better everything same with a kickflip or you know you you don't have to look down where your foot is you can feel it's in the right spot you know same with this trigger like i was saying getting my finger in that right spot I haven't got it in that perfect spot. I've only shot it twice or three times or whatever. But the more I get there, my finger's just going to bang. It's in there. You know, the grip is going straight in. It, it. I don't have to shuffle about. You know, I'm putting yeah. the target in the right spot. I know where this gun might aim a little bit this way or that way. You know, if I, I'm going to compensate for it or whatever. And you just get better at it. Yeah, yeah, you just got to stick at it right you know just yeah know where those little nuances are and everything yeah the more you hold the gun short like everything becomes more comfortable literally like you're saying with a you know on being on a board the more you're on there the more the the more times you've done whatever trick we're talking you know fucking back 180 or something let's just say the more times you just do a back 180 the more times you don't even you don't even need to look you just you'll know where where your foot's going rather than you're not like actually kind of like visibly looking where your foot needs to go you can't you, initially you are but then yeah. afterwards the muscle memory's there where it's just that is where my foot goes it's it's a knowledge rather than uh you've got like a, a marker like a reference on your board that's that goes after a while it's like you know you've just i know that i'm gonna put it there back foot goes here and that's how it goes round. The best for me, you know. So it's the more times you hold your gun, the more times you pull that trigger, and you you keep tweaking it so you know it's it's good. A year down the line, that you're not even worrying about your fuck your your fingers, just doing it on its own. Yeah, you know, hundred percent. Yeah, nice. And that, and I feel personally, I feel like that transfers through other guns. You know, me shooting my twenty two, three four thousand times now has really helped me get where I am at the moment and you know picking up somebody else's gun and having a go on it having a go on other guns um makes you better and has that less adjustment time of oh what whose gun is this what how weird is this where it's like oh it's just a to b again and you just you know maybe it's a bit better maybe it's a bit worse and you just adjust to those and it's really satisfying and fun doing that. And I think I, you, you catch yourself out a lot of the time 
realizing you know how far you can go with something by just shoot you know just doing it a lot yeah yeah well it's you know bring it back to skating again being able to kickflip on like a fucking 10 inch board or being able to kickflip on a penny board or a mini board or whatever once you've done enough you'll know how to get that round you know you just you just know how to get it or, or you know it could be a fucking a two by four mate with some yeah. wheels on the bottom of it but because you've done it enough you just know you know you know all the-, the tricks to fit to to making it happen and here's another one which i think a lot of skateboarding is and it's definitely uh just the more you do things like a backside 180 anything that has almost two parts to a move or something it's your roll away you know your backside 180 sometimes you overshoot you get the full 180 maybe a tiny bit extra sometimes you don't even go 90 and it's having that you do it all the time so if it doesn't go 90 you pull it round and you pull it round however it needs to come round and just having that ability to always land that trick within reason you know you can't always land stuff but pretty much always land that trick by oh i've pulled over put some put some weight in the back pocket i'm just gonna have to just lean this fucker out and see if i can lean it out or yeah. i've got to lean over and revert it round just to keep going or oh fuck i'm going way too quick i need to slow it with a revert vice versa and i think when you you know as soon as you start standing up with a gun different story you've got to figure out how are you going to pull this off and all these things kind of come into it where all right well i'll shoot a bit quicker but I hope, you know, get my breath right or whatever. And having this, these little tricks make you get the other ones or, you know, make you complete what you're trying to do. Is standing is standing with a gun, mate, is that like rolling? Is that like rolling doing a trick, you know, and and being in, in you know, lying down or putting it into a, you know, a, yep. a, 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 a vice or whatever? And is that like just statically doing a switch heel and then standing as is when you're rolling and doing one or is it, is it completely different? I, every, I feel like everything starts in a rest, like in a vice, yeah. on a, on a bag or whatever. That's all like bench rest shooting, tripod shooting. You are still a human error, but you've got so much more, you've got full stabilizers. And you're guaranteeing it. But you're taking something else with you all the time, wherever you go. Standing up, there is nothing there to help you anymore. So it's almost that little bit harder than standing to rolling. But having the fundamentals of the the benching, the tripod, everything, makes you better at, you know, makes you better all round. But standing up is is definitely the skill to do, and the more you practice it, the easier it is. And but it's in shooting, it's, it's not. Practice. Yeah, in, in shooting, is it's not frowned upon being in a, you know, having a rest. Is it? Surely, not no one's true. looking. Yeah, it's just a different kind of discipline or whatever. It's and not I think like it's, people. You know, there are some people who only bench rest, but they're not hunting. They're they're target shooting, they're bench resting, you know, they're seeing how how precision they can do, which is mm. sick. And I think to be the, you know, as best as you can at all round as you can, you've got to try as much stuff as possible. 
some people don't like doing that, and that's you know, doing something like this is you sh- you doing it to enjoy it, or you're doing it to hunt, or or whatever. So when you go hunting, some people would never stand up and take a shot unassisted. They or have s- to get they have to get down. They some have people to. People will not take a shot. They could be pointing it at it. They're 100% going to hit it, but they're not going to hit it unless it's a kill shot or as close to it as possible because that moose, that elk, that whatever you shoot, that deer could run fucking four miles if you fuck up. Could get away and die somewhere else. Might not even die. So some people are obviously very, I don't want to do that. Some people will take more of a risk, but generally, you, you know, you've got, you've got to know your ability as well so yeah a lot of people will rest you know they'll take a try you know they're taking a tripod out with them they've got a bipod on their gun they're lying down they're resting on a stump they've got their hiking poles crossed over stuck into the ground and they're using their knees and the poles you know i was speaking to some guys yesterday and there's a big difference from the range and out in the field you know, you're not on level ground. Your target's not level. You haven't got a straight sight. Your target's fucking moving. Park to street, that sort of that sort of deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the floor's fucked. There might be p- people around you, traffic, noises, distractions, unperfect spots. You know, this is unperfect scenarios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even when I go to the bush and or, you know, go to the fields and start shooting... It's a big difference. Even you know, I've got my, I've got my, you know, you see my bench with my nice little. Set. Yeah, you got set. Yeah, putting that on uneven surface, you know, you got to find flat ground to put that on. You know, obviously, you can't replicate a range as such easily. So, you've got to practice going out in the field and shooting. That's when your real skills are going to progress. Standing up, running and gunning, that's good. You know, Ipsic and stuff like that is the most practical thing you can do because it's the hardest and are you gonna try are you gonna try and i'm not necessarily master all disciplines mate but is that kind of like a a goal to just just be a a good all-rounder if you if you're a skater in tony hawk's pro skater 2 you know they had like street vert all round stats yeah you'd be the all-round if you're rune glyphberg is that what you're kind of going for if you wanted to be that or are you is there a discipline that is kind of that you're chasing a little bit harder than just having everything? Um, I guess a lot of it is I would like to do hunting. So hunting's generally precision. You know, it's one-shot precision. You know, if you miss, you're probably not ringing off another shot. But I, I also want to do quick hunting for, like, coyotes, where you could be something like this. You can shoot two or three times while they're running. You've got that quickness about the gun, the more mobility. But generally... I want to be as capable as possible. I'm one of those guys that shit could go down. You never know when shit could go down. You know, fuck, shit goes down in England, man. You know, things happen all the time. And I think I would just never want to be that person who's sitting there watching people die and just waiting to die around them or whatever. So as extreme as it may be, anything could happen. I want to have the right to make sure that I'm protecting myself. Not gonna go around killing people, but if someone's gonna try and fuck with Buck Bill, gonna have to have something to worry about. And obviously, places like Canada is a little bit different than England. You know, mass shootings and stuff like that, terrorist things—they happen all the fucking time. Probably like once a year, 
and you just never know, right? So I just I'd rather be prepared. So learning, ipsic, quick sports shooting, it's going to be your best bet. I'm probably never going to ever need it. So generally, most things is uh is is all for fun, but it's like all those things in life. You know, generally, I like to be in good good health and shape to <laughs> stay alive and enjoy everything I enjoy doing. You know, I don't think I'm going to get mugged at any point, but if any of that shit ever happens, I want to be prepared. You know, being a skateboarder, wandering the streets, I you know want to make sure I can take care of myself. And generally, I don't have any problems like that, just because I feel like. I can control most situations, so it's kind of just having that edge again, really. But I think as it goes, precision is really fun, really pleasing, and with guns like this, sport shooting is really exhilarating, hitting metal targets really quickly, and I think it's just something that I'd, you know, I watch it after watching some John Wick movies and shit like that. You know, it's just kind of sucked me in there, mate, and I don't think I couldn't try it after seeing it. Did we, did we speak about John Wick Four in the last episode? I kind of remember, mate. I've seen. I think we've touched it a couple times. Yeah, well, I watched it. I'll I, I reiterate it. Uh, I, I watched John Wick Four not too long ago. Yeah, it's near enough three hours long, and Jesus, it is just. There's no storyline anymore. It's just, it's just, just what stunt, yeah, just stunts and just Keanu rolling, like just a stuntman rolling down fucking staircases, mate. You know what I mean? Just showing that, because it is kind of, you know, it's all the, the stunt guys that kind of made the films, you know, that's why it's, yeah. it's orientated that way. That's why, you know, they've drafted Keanu in because he likes to do his, um, you know, his, his running gun training and all that sort of stuff. So it all kind of it all marries up, but this last one was just—it's almost them sucking their own dicks in terms of they can—they're just showing you what they can do rather than actually like if it's—it doesn't need to be in a film. In the gun world, mate, like a lot of the guns they're using, you know, they're almost like people meeting the producer, being like, "Oh yeah, put this gun in your film," and they're almost making a lot of guns famous. And some of them they're using like the most expensive guns, the top spec stuff, so. They're almost they're they're kind of shifting it over, like you're saying. It's not there's no storyline anymore. They're <laughs> they're showboating the skills now, really, and just kind of sucking each other's dicks. You know that yeah. They're showing how they can throw down. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't really. It doesn't necessarily need a load of storyline, but for three hours, mate, it could have done with just a just a sprinkler, <laughs> just a sprinkler story in there. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's funny. You you were saying you um. You were paintballing, mate, recently. Yeah, and that almost kind of ties into not necessarily full end-of-the-world gunning, but sometimes, you know, being a bloke, sometimes I play a bit of Call of Duty on my phone. From the era I was born in, laser quest, laser tag was fucking huge as a little kid. You know, if someone was having a party, they were probably having a laser quest party or, you know, something like that. And uh, the fun of running around, shooting each other, not killing each other, obviously, was really fun. And, you know, always been a James Bond lover. And I think it's that little big kid inside. You know, when you're an adult, you sometimes replicate a lot of the stuff as you did a kid. I had, you know, the James Bond plastic wolfers and uh, I would run around the house and all those things kind of pro- progress. You know, obviously paintball, went paintball of work yesterday. 
And after doing all my shooting and shooting research, I would say it was so much more fun. Since last year, I didn't have my gun license, but I'd done my gun license course. So I was kind of watching everyone point the guns at each other and people pointing at themselves. And, you know, it's quite funny, obviously. It's just painful, but the watching how, how, you know, how people's minds work was really fun watching just people pointing guns you know they're looking at things they've got it pointed at the, the buddy's head next to them or <laughs> someone's in the car parking lot looking at their gun they're actually pointing at a car a parked car and stuff and all these things you know from being at a gun club where everything's very serious because it's a real yeah it's so funny you know in my head i'm telling everyone off but just laughing at the scenario but yeah going to paintball with the gun knowledge that I know now and watching some self-defense stuff was really fucking fun, mate. Um, Were you good? Probably double as good as I was last year, mate. Nice. Way more methodic and like learning how to compensate. Like, you know, a lot of the times when I'm shooting the 22s and stuff like that, I'm shooting the shit out of them. Sometimes, you know, generally they're going to, when you start shooting at 100 yards, you get a lot of drop. You know, you can get like six inches of drop. So if you're shooting a bit too high, it's going to go under the target. So you compensate and you kind of, oh, that shot went there. I'll aim a bit higher. Well, all these paintballs, you know, they're not costing anything to shoot them. We've pretty much got unlimited paintballs. I've got spare paintball refill tubes everywhere. Um, you know, and... uh putting off a couple shots, seeing where they go and just chasing them around because I've been doing that a lot more with things that cost money. I've learned how to get things in a lot quicker. And so I was hitting so much more people from distances of 50 plus yards. Really, really fucking fun. Really enjoyable. So was it was it a uh, battle royale or is it was it teams what what was the situation we're mate? doing mo- uh, pretty much all team matches a couple of capture the flags couple of team death matches yeah. pretty much mixed like that throughout the day and what was your strategy attack from a certain flank or or did you just lone gun it did you kind of get yourself nestled somewhere and just wait you know because i've only been paintballing once i actually did it in the old laser quest place in oxford nice we were just waiting behind these oil drums just in this one room just it was hot just anyone who came in there just bang nice just aiming for their aiming for their fingers aiming for their, <laughs> you know and but that was the way we did it there's no point in because you were going to get hit because oh yeah you know you go around in those sort of indoor environments but you're going to get hit so we were like let's just camp out let's just wait for people nice. to come to us i think it was it was different every game like some games we played it where we had two lives so if you got shot you had to go all the way back to the starting point of your base, wait 30 seconds to respawn, you've got one more life, and then you're out. And some of them were just one-shot deaths, and then swap swapping sides when everyone had died, pretty much. So some of the ones where it was like, all right, most of them were one-shot one shot outs. So obviously you, you take a bit more time. The first match was two lives, everyone letting everyone kind of get into it. And I think sometimes being a skateboarder, I get let down in those situations because I'm not scared of getting hit at all. I'd happily let someone just shoot me for a bit if I get the shooting back. So I do take a lot of risks because I'm not worried about getting hit. But obviously, as soon as you hit, you're out. So in the first match, I got my two lives lost pretty fucking quick because <laughs> I'm just in there with the action, full Terminator. 
yeah, you're Rambo, you're Arnie. Yeah. You've got, you got, a, you're going in. I'm in a green army vest. I got a fucking full chain, <laughs> full chain on dog tags, camo paint on my face. Biceps oiled up, mate. You oiled know, to re- fuck. <laughs> camo trousers on. High boots. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, just going all in, and ended up getting shot by people who are kind of camping out, not giving away their location, not taking too many shots, you know, quite risky, standing up, just looking around, (laughs) shooting up multiple people instead of, you know, kind of not giving up my location. Yeah. Just opening my spot to get people to shoot at me to find out where these fuckers are. So uh, after after those, on more of the, uh, yeah, one shot dead, team death matches, taking it a bit slow, kind of, you know, letting half the team sacrifice himself, you know, going almost following behind a little group of people, seeing where they're getting shot from, seeing where they're shooting, seeing if I can capitalize and go round on the sides, see if uh, my team will shoot those guys or those shoot my guys. If they shoot them, hopefully they're distracted, shit like that. So I was kind of just solidating myself in some of the matches I'm saying, um, so you know, some of the guys were, yep, yeah, everyone stick with a buddy for a bit, sort of thing. Was doing that for a while, and that was really fun. Uh, didn't win any matches. We probably play. We playing with probably ten people on each team, maybe a bit more. It's decent sized teams, and some of the matches were lasting pretty long. Just a fun day, mate. Only been yes. my second time going, but you know, with my with my loon little. Gun skill was added on top, mate. It was, it was even more fun. Awesome, yeah. So yes, it, I've I've never done the outdoor paintballing, but I can I can just imagine. You can just get into it. You almost you can, you know you could turn into a different character. You can pretend you're fucking, you know, Stallone, and you yeah. can just have you, you know you can have as much fun with it, I suppose, as you want. You can take it as seriously as you want, but you could also just have have fun, charge people down. You know, do it doesn't because it doesn't matter. There's no consequence. We're going to get hit by a fucking paintball. Who yeah, cares? And, it doesn't... Oh, it's so fun getting people, man. And obviously people who don't skate and stuff, sometimes they're a bit more scared about getting hurt. You know, I shot one guy and he was like, oh, oh. And I was just like, you f- yeah, fucking pussy. You're... I was almost just going to give him another one for week for whining. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's going to sting, right? But it's not going to, you're not going to, it's not going to kill you, mate. You'll be, you'll be all right. Don't worry about it. And, you know, obviously as well, it does hurt if you get in the right spot. Yeah, I got one on the on the finger and that, that really hurt. <laughs> got one on the side of my hand and you know some they're, they're good stingers you know what i mean it's a good yeah good sting but that's part of part of what keeps it exciting you know and the same way skateboarding does as well mate you know you take a fucking shinner you ain't gonna take one again you know unless you rip your board in half in the universe afterwards yeah you know you're gonna you, if you hit one it's gonna stop you from fucking up yep it's getting really <laughs> <laughs> it's really gonna because normally when you take a shinner mate it's, you've bottled it late haven't you taking your front oh, foot yeah. off jumping down something taking your front foot off back foot stays on and it just propels right. itself into you know into your knee into your shin and it's like you you had it was it was on you so that's where you want to fucking rip open the, yep. the universe like i said but it, but then you're not going to do that again i mean if you give yourself two shinners back to back like that you deserve them because oh you, yeah you need to take that information on board and go right. The reason why I uh, I should have been safer. You, I mean, you're always safer landing on the board. Always. Oh, you hundred percent. You always get fucked up if you try and bail last minute. Yep. 
I mean, everyone's been there. We've all done it. You know, you've all bailed when you should have. It happens. That's why I, I kind of preferred flipping down shit, bigger shit when I was younger than Ollie in it. Right. Because Ollie, you have to hold. You have to wait. You're just waiting. You're waiting for the impact. Whereas at least you're doing something, you know? Kind of like we're a front one. A lot of people kind of like, um, when you're younger, a lot of people kind of threw front ones. When you get a little bit older, you kind of can't be asked to throw a front one down a yeah. 180 because you're probably going to break your nose. Yeah. You know, that's how, that's how I saw it anyway. So, but it was like an easier trick to kind of throw down. It was less intimidating because there's almost less technique in a front side 180, you know, obviously yeah. when you get to a certain level then it's, it's different but to just to throw in a straight ollie sometimes that front 180 is just easier mate it's just you know you can take it take a little bit of the speed out because you can land 170 you know there's you can all these see little... where you're going you can see it all yep and even kind of like the bail i suppose the kick out's easier because you you're even turning to you can kick your board away yeah you know easier because you're you're already kind of there's momentum to kick your board away and but, i feel yeah. like even if you just stick it and it like a fast stick you can get the like bottom out power slide where you just land on your ass and it's you it's you're fine where you can't do that with an ollie no an ollie normally you normally fucking just go into the ground yeah you either roll away or you just (laughs) (laughs) just go straight down yeah look at your hands and they've got fucking stones in them them. yeah Yeah. so when's uh when's your next shoot mate when when you're next going out next weekend let me just check on here because i was talking about the uh low light shoot um i've got that it might be next weekend really excited for that mate it'll be a start there early we'll have our we've just had our hours go back as well so it's going to be a bit quite a bit darker in the evening got some head torches going to take some guns i got uh some tracer rounds a couple of tracer rounds to fire hopefully get a couple more before if i can and yeah just going to have a low light nighttime sort of shoot so uh that'll be kind of the next thing coming up that i'm pretty excited for me a bit bit of an experience yeah well, we can yeah i mean it'd be a night night special mate low light special of the gun club Ooh, yeah hopefully obviously i don't know how dark it'll be i have to see if i can get some uh videos to show you show you sort of thing we'll get a bit more of a description so yeah definitely some cool ones of uh some night shoots because only, they only do it, get to do it once a year. They, they have to put in an application for it because normally we can only shoot until sundown, pretty much is the general rule. So uh, that'll be exciting, mate. Nice. And so, is yeah. that is is that at the range? Is that yep. with the you know with the locals that go down there? Yeah, it'll are be gonna be going proper down run there. by the old military boy. You can have uh, you know proper specific rules. You know, red lights on only. If you you break the red light rule if you accidentally put a white light on you're done you're going home that's the that's the rule because obviously uh, you know the white lights could be the same as maybe what's downrange or whatever but it's you know it's going to be super serious it's going to be done by a military guy it's going to be really cool as long as i concentrate i'm not going to fuck up so we're going to be sweet and we can have a little barbecue afterwards mate some barbecue and beers at the range just got as soon as the guns are all locked up and put away the beers are out gonna have a little probably have a, a beer and a nice little barbecue mate no that sounds like you've got a lovely little weekend ahead of you mate yeah i'm excited for it well should we leave it there mate yeah i think we're all pretty covered on that nice yeah well thanks everyone for listening hope you enjoyed the the gun club and there's gonna be many more coming up soon we've obviously got the low light one so you know stay tuned for that 
Yeah, that's it. Nice one, guys. We'll catch up soon. Yeah, nice one. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye.